Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast season two, the place to be to live authentically by simply embracing your life with your hosts, Kayla and Annie. everyone it's us here and today we're going to be talking really about how to blossom like what is it that you need to shed or get rid of or really tap into in order to be your best self so maybe Annie you want to start us off with what comes to mind when you're talking about what are the things you need to let go of or what are the things you need to tap into in order to become your most authentic self Wow. Yeah. No, that's good. Let's let's go deep. Let's go there. <laughs> I love it. Um, in order to blossom, uh, it allows for a beautiful opportunity um, to really seek out who you are. And it's, uh, it, it's challenging. It's not easy. Um, transformation is messy. Uh, but transformation, anything that transform, uh, talking about blossom, and right now as we're doing this recording, it's spring today, you know, we're in that season and we recognize spring as the rebirth process of planet earth you know it goes dormant in the winter it has this hibernation restful period covered for us so beautifully lucky at this beautiful magical white shiny snow and then eventually it melts Mm -hmm. and spring comes around and you plant seeds we talked about this before seeds of intentions Mm -hmm. you know but it's also the place where we get to uh choose to be in sync with the season and we don't have to we can each have our own season we can blossom in what we consider fall as much as in the spring to each his own Mm -hmm. season but the opportunity to be able to expand on who we are and really see uh, what that represents and how we want to tap into um, I guess those seeds and allow them to open and to fruition and to grow into something beautiful like a plant or a garden. And if they're not opening, then what is it missing? What did we not? What did we not give it enough? Like how? You know, like you need to water your plants for them to grow. You need to give it some sun. And I walked in front of the the little garden we've pre-planted right now. And I said, hi, little guys. And I said, you're growing so much. And it was like, it's really cute. Like, and I'm like, plants are life and they're energy. And so am I. And I should probably be talking to them more than I actually do. I walk right beside Mm -hmm. them every day, you know. So when you feel that maybe there's an opportunity for blossoming and it's not you're not feeling it, you're not seeing it within you more than anything, um, then something is being asked to be recognized, to be nurtured. Mm -hmm. And what is that? Like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And what does it represent for you? Absolutely. Yeah, beautifully said. What What comes to mind for me when you shared that is really about, you know, what needs attention or what do you, that, what needs more of what um, is recognizing that as adults, mainly, we tend to avoid our past. We're very good at trying to escape it and I guess create a character that becomes an identity for us in the world, but that is not reflective of who we truly are at the core. And We'll dive into this maybe deeper and Annie, you can expand on this, but most of the time, a lot of the things you need to let go of or heal, we'll use that word here, is childhood traumas. You need to grieve over stuff 
that is holding you back from being your best self. I have, I'll tell you an example. I am currently enrolled in college and the amount of student who for one will beat themselves up, you know, uh, for not being good enough or not doing the project as good as they think they did. Or even I heard so many people say, I just want to make my parents proud. And those like instinct, those things that comes out of people's mouth does not belong to them. It belongs from the, you know, the society imposing or even your parents, you know, putting so much pressure unconsciously, perhaps in a good way, in a loving, caring way um, on you that you need to be successful for them because otherwise it's like a, I guess, a betrayal or like a, sometimes it's like a, if you're not good, well, it means I didn't raise enough good children. And let me tell you this right now, if you're one of those person in those shoes, you are good enough. You don't need to be anything for anyone other than yourself. That, and you said that to me, Annie, before we were talking, you're like, you know, when you're not your true self, you're ripping the world from its gift or something. Like you're not being real or something. I don't know. You quoted something to me. You were messaging me someday and it stuck to me because when we're not being our true self, the ripple effect of that is that you're showing up in the world at someone else. That is yeah. not you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's a betrayal to the world because in the end, we need you as who you are. Exactly. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So bang on. Simple. We need you as who you are. And it's okay that you don't know, but that's like who you are right now as you know it to be right now. You know, that's the beginning, the right now, not the yesterday, not the tomorrow, the right now. Yeah. And a big part of that, how you get there is by tapping into stuff from the past to release mm. it, be an acceptance of what happened. You know, our childhood messed all us up. There is maybe some of us, maybe a little percentage, but I always say as a joke, but I'm not kidding when I say this, if your parents didn't screw you up, they didn't do a good job. <laughs> I love it. You know, <laughs> like it's their job to screw you <laughs> up in order for you to become your best self. Because if you're not going through you know, a Christ identity, if you're not going through all this like life realization that you're your own person, at some point, you'll never reach that that point. You'll always fit in the shoes of someone that they want you to be. And you're going to be playing that role of somebody Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about childhood. And one of the things Maybe I want to expand on more. Maybe, Annie, you can tell us more on that subject as well. It's like when we think childhood, I know like on the spiritual level, there's all this thing where you can go inside and talk to your inner child. If you're not familiar with that, it's basically like a meditation where you're going to go inside and tap into some energies from your past and try to connect with your child and love it and give it attention and say that everything will be okay. So basically being like a parent to yourself. Um, and it, it can go deeper into that. But the point here is that we we tend to try to ignore the things that hurt us the most. Mm, they're because painful. we they are. 
And when they're painful, it means that you're still attached to this concept or idea yeah. or experience and you're living in the past. Mm, you're that. living mm-hmm. in the past. You know, if you want to be in the now, which is what makes us the most beautiful, authentic human being and our higher self, is you need to live in the now, not in the future. You can plan the future, but future will happen in no like, matter what, regardless. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to be like in the now, you need to shed the past by letting go and be in an acceptance of what was. And I know um, we have very deep conversation, Annie and I, before about this topic. And one of them was, what is it that you need to let go of in order to become your best self? And something that you tapped into before, Annie, was, you know, accepting that your parents did their best accepting that you can't Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like you can't change what was Mm -hmm. and you can't change what you wish they would have done differently in order for you to have that kind of or be different (laughs) or not be who you are you know and not blame it on them yeah and I truly believe like at the end of the day if your parents didn't screw you up you wouldn't be that person today. If your life was perfect and you had no challenges, you had no failures, your life was A++++, like you always had, you know, everything you wanted, life would be boring for you. I, or, I pity you. I actually you. think they would probably suffer. <laughs> they would suffer more, if anything, because life is not pretty 24-7 all the time. Life is not pretty all the time. Yeah. And I would be a hard one to swallow the minute you walk out of that comfort, of that nest, of the beauty of everything, and have to take on the world. We are human. We will hit rock bottom. We will get emotional. We will fall apart. We will break. We will hurt. And the beauty of it all is because of those beautiful experiences are are so traumatic and so intense from childhood and beyond that we are able to understand joy and happiness and understand, recognize light from darkness and love from sadness. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, or love from fear, you know, like it wouldn't be without. And you touched on so many beautiful points, like, you made, made, I had to make notes so not to forget. And then you mentioned about one about mm-hmm. school, you know, and then one saying like, I got to make my parents proud. And I was like, oh, but this is your parents' proudness. What is your proudness? What is your success mm. of achievement of, of to feel glorious when you finish a project or to feel fulfilled or complete? Like you're doing somebody else's pleasure. This is, you're not even recognizing your own, you know? Your parents are going to think whatever they want of you. No matter what you do, you have an idea that if you fulfill it in a certain way, there's a potential potential opportunity that they will be very proud, at least will express it and actually mean it as well. And that's amazing to have supporting parents that way too. And so many of us have not had that experience, you know, out there in the world. But in the other end, you're doing something else that's not even yours. You're achieving something that does not speak to you. It's because somebody else said so. And I understand they're your parents mm-hmm. and they love you and you want them to be proud of you. But then you're like, where does this come from? Does it belong to me? Is it even mine? You know? Yeah. And we just have those attachment to the past and this understanding. And again, you know, it was the, 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 the grateful experience of my, you know, having to be so fortunate to support my parents through their illness, uh, their dying process, all the way to their death for both of them. And it was a recognition of even way before that, seeing a lot, going through a lot of therapy, 
starting at 24 years of age, you're reading my first health self-help book, being a somewhat of in a toxic relationship, but which was one of my greatest pains for most of my beautiful growth, most beautiful growth uh, for my self-esteem mm. and who I am and believing in me. And I'm grateful for that relationship. And that person knows that because it's part of my upbringing and my choices. Um, mm-hmm. But moving forward is uh, the realization that I, I had anger towards my parents. I was mad at times you know I was just trying to live my life and they were behaving a certain way and they were either annoying me or you know Mm -hmm. I was just not having enough like gratitude or respect and it's okay like hey I'm not perfect like not because everybody thinks Annie's sweet no ever yeah I never swore at them because that's who I am and that's okay Mm -hmm. even if you did or not whatever floats your boat but um I just had the realization of I needed to learn. I I was seeking too much to understand them. And then I just had to let it go. And I wanted to understand the relationship and well, what you could consider maybe a non-successful marriage and whatever idea that we think marriage should be. And that's a topic for another day. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the minute I started to learn to let that go, the minute my relationship, especially like the one-on-one relationship started to change slowly but surely, and it's still evolving today, that I needed mm-hmm. to love them for who they were, that they didn't know how yeah. to be any different than who they were right now in that moment. And who was I to expect any greater or any more? I was only creating my own pain, my own disappointment, mm. you know, my own expectations with automatic disappointment. And uh, I just mm-hmm. had to let it go. And it didn't happen overnight. And it took time. And even as they got ill, eventually, that was even more of a slap in the face. Like, you, they are who they are. Appreciate it in the way that they are. I'm not saying you're going to love every second of it. I've had moments where I, I'd go and visit them and it was, the energy was too much. And I'm like, I'm going back to my house. I'm going back home. I'm returning to town. It's like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. I came because I love you, but this is no longer my shit bucket. You know, like it's your mm-hmm. trauma, much drama. your energy, yeah. your, your pool <laughs> of chaos, not mine and walk away. And that was a lot. Cause I used to take all their stuff on my shoulders. And then yeah, even as, um, my father passed first and my mom was the next one who actually left uh, about two years after. And it, it had this weirdness. And I mean, for the few people I've told and I'm, and I'm not, uh, I'm not ashamed of it. It was just an interesting personal experience. When my mom passed away, eventually I felt this weight off my shoulders because I finally mm-hmm. had no one to uphold this image to. I felt like mm-hmm. I no longer needed to try and make sure that my parents would be proud of me. And I had built this idea mm-hmm. that for my mom, and she did, like we knew that through aunts and relatives, like my mom spoke of her children as her pride and joy because it's something she was so, we were her gold, her golden nuggets. Yeah. We were everything to her. And I personally took that upon myself, having already dealing with low self-esteem and many other things that I needed to, my mom needed to be proud of me at all times. And she could not know mm-hmm. any of my failures, any of my mistakes, I mean, any of my mm. bad moments. And no, I was, I did open up for some stuff, but I was like, oh my God, mom could never know this one because, oh my God, she'll mm. be so disappointed of me. Right. And when she passed away, I felt this weight lift from my shoulders that I was actually more free, had more space to be me. And I'm not saying it's easy today. I'm still figuring out how I can be me sometimes because I refrain from being me as I'm still trying to figure mm-hmm. out who me is every day. Right. But then I had put that pressure on myself this whole time. My mom never said, you will be like a certain way. Or even if she did, I took her beliefs. I took Mm. her, her, her chaos, her, her pain, her, her trauma, wherever her beliefs, wherever that grew from, probably in her upbringing, from her mother and her dad. And maybe they'd brought that Mm -hmm. on from their parents. Like, this is very like ancestral. This goes far when it kind of just kind of goes forward. But in the end, it wasn't, I had created it. 
Like I had made it my burden and my pressure. And when, when she died, I finally felt relieved. Like that sounds awful. If you say that to someone, what do you mean? Your mother died and then you feel free? Like that's rude. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big one to swallow, but that was me. But I realized I did it to myself. I created it. Yeah. It wasn't, it, there was no obligation for me to carry this weight. It allowed me to feel a lot more freer that I was nobody at the top that I had to report to. But then again, my parents were gone. I was also heartbroken and mm. missing them. So imagine being in that experience. Yeah, I'm going to refrain what you said there about your mother, you know, passing and God bless her soul. Um, really, you know, it wasn't the fact that she died that made you like do that. But in terms of um, feeling that pressure relief is you detaching from the ideal person that you had to be mm. in order to fulfill that shoe. So the event that happened caused a trigger. Yeah which then revolve into you letting go of some shit. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and that was your moment of realization that, oh my God, I feel relieved now. But, you know, you could have experienced this totally different. with or without yeah. her being alive, you know. Yeah. But again, I, I think I understand uh, how, where you're coming from and when you're saying that. So just to highlight uh, so people don't like literally think, oh, Annie's mother's dead and now she's free no you can feel freedom you know at um, any point in any way at yeah. any point for me it was a beautiful experience of release of trauma of my childhood of okay. the pressure at the what the beliefs I had chosen to carry not realizing yes. that I've taken it this far this long it mm -hmm. could happen way before that and it probably did happen in different layers and different levels throughout my life but in that moment I realized that I felt free. And then I probably had a moment of guilt. Why do I feel so free? Like, I, I no longer have parents on this earth physically. They're with me more and more every day. But I was like, what? You know, but it was a moment of what it, What did I just learn? I actually did. I, mm -hmm. it, it was like a traumatic experience to trigger a trauma and to mm -hmm. allow to dive into deeper into those things that are hiding inside that we need to find ourselves in order to blossom and figure out who we are. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them. And I realized I was carrying mm -hmm. those expectations on my shoulders and it took my mom actually for me, that's my experience to actually pass away. And trust me on another topic, we'll talk about it. I, I, mm -hmm. it was a most beautiful experience and we'll talk about that another day, but that moment was a trigger of the trauma of the awareness and the realization mm -hmm. of learning what it is and what I had been doing. And now it was time to grow and let go of that one little experience of holding on to trauma and beliefs of someone else's that's, that's not even yours in order for you to blossom Absolutely. to become who you are yeah well said and that's something I was uh, as we were like speaking I, I wrote this down but you know you need to water to grow so I just draw like a, a flower mm. and you were talking earlier about you know feeling those emotion really allowing space for you to feel mm. like I remember as a kid clearly like up until I was in my 20s I never cried in front I mean I was a crier as a baby of course but like I was taught not to cry I could hear it loud and clear my parents saying stop crying stop crying stop crying you know as 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 a kid we don't have the words sometimes to express how we feel And the best next thing we know how to do is when we feel discomfort, mm. when we feel fear, when we feel anxiety or, you know, we're not comfortable, we tend to cry as a response, as a reaction to the world. Automatic response. Exactly. And 
as we age, you know, I, I hear many adults that I've come across in my career and my experience, my professional career, they don't allow themselves to cry anymore. Mm. They don't even go there. Like they straight out, I even met people who don't know how to cry because they've blocked that mechanism wow, and so well. Crying is healing and releasing. It's such a source. I know. And when I first heard that, I was like, are you for real? Like, is there a song that makes you cry? Is there a movie you can watch and just ball it out? And really, they, they, they blocked it. They, they went to that part of themselves and they just kind of cut it out. Now, the thing is, crying doesn't mean you're weak, but we have this I don't have the terms right now, but Shame. you know, society has made it seem as a very shameful thing to do. Yeah. And let's dive more into the male perspective of things where it's become, you know, it's not, it's not accepted by society to see a male person crying. Mm. It's kind of like that man egoistic. I'm tough. I can't cry. I don't, I'm not going to tap in my emotion type of thing here. Mm. Um, that made it okay to to accept this as a society, you know. Um, so I, I'm not a male per se, but I can speak to other people's experience that they've shared with me. And one of the biggest thing I hear from all of these experiences that feeling their feeling was never allowed. And if you go back to being a kid, that's all you do as a kid. You feel everything. Oh, totally. You experience. Experience everything on every feeling. level. On every level. Everyone who's listening right now, like if you have children, experience this right off. So tell your children something or show them something that makes them happy. And like literally two seconds after, show them something that's like maybe, you know, that they don't like. Or tell them that you're going to eat all their candies or something. And they have those videos. I love watching those videos, even though it's like a, I guess, a guilty pleasure. It's so cute, though. The parents will go and say to their kids, I ate all your Halloween candies. And then the kids go, what? No. And they <laughs> cry. And then they're like, oh, my goodness. You like you just ended their world. Kids live in the now. Yeah, it, they, they live, live in, in the, the moment. They're right now. They live in the emotion. They react right now. And that's what we need more of in like order to be our best self. I'm not saying to have a tantrum every day that something's not going your way. I think as adults, we learn to regulate our emotion and we learn to how to deal with them and, and control them a little bit better. But try to, you know, try to live in that space. Try to tap into that inner child. Try to go back to the place of, you know, just being in the moment and being okay with expressing all the feelings that you're feeling because that's what's going to heal you that's what's going to shed the light like shed the extra weight from your shoulders that's what's going to allow space in your life to become more of you i know for myself the first time i allowed myself to cry officially i can tell you i was like on a tangent to to cry straight out like 3 months There was like, everything would make me cry. I would put a song on the radio. Oh my God, I would cry. I would see a picture of my family. I would cry. I would think of the idea that I was far away because I moved out to New Brunswick at the time. I would cry to everything. And it's going to have, you know, you're going to have to allow space, time to shed what you need to shed because it's been piling up energetically, 
emotionally stagnant inside that just needs to start like popping out. Think of it like a popcorn bag. When you're heating up in the microwave, it's been heating up like too long. Now it's starting to expand and expand. That's the same kind of analogy. But you need to shed, you know, you need to to let go. You need to, if you put water on popcorn, it will dissolve. It will literally like shrink. Mm. So to, to shrink it, uh, I guess the, the best way to do that is to allow it to fall out, to overflow, to come out at some point. And I know it's easier said than done, but there's exercise that you can start, you know, looking up and doing for yourself um, to do that. Even if you need to talk to a professional, you know, Andy mentioned she, she did therapy and I did life coaching um, exercise. And to me, those are the tools that help me the most. You know, find your people yeah. who you can trust that you can talk find to. Your resources, find your resources, find your tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your tools and your tribe. Like find the people yes. that support you through that big, harsh journey of yours. Because you're going to go on a tangent where you're going to hit rock bottom, maybe. You're going to discover stuff that you aren't necessarily ready or thought. Ready? <laughs> yeah, Even ready existed. is a good word. Yeah. And it's okay. Because you need to come into encounter and face those things, but you're not alone and you don't have to do this alone. You can do this with the, you know, professionals or seeking out for help. The help is there. You know, you're not, you don't have to go through this alone. So just keep that in mind whenever you're trying to, to go to this massive transformation, I guess um, you don't have to do this alone. You know, it it can feel alone sometimes, Mm. but you don't have to. So, yeah. And I think it's also, you know, um, a lot of it into like, you know, bringing it back to the topic of in order to blossom. um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, from our upbringing and childhood and everyone's so unique and hence why it makes us even more unique. But we've talked about it already. It's at one point um, we realized we picked up beliefs, patterns, values, habits that are not even ours and made it ours. And they're so ingrained, Mm -hmm. so ingrained that when we get triggered and explode, we go completely out of control. And trust me, it's happened. Um, I'm not perfect. I still do. I'm definitely a lot more aware than I've, than I've been. Uh, it's definitely been a shift in the last few years with depression and loss and grief and just major life career changes and shifts and transitions. Um, uh, but it, baby steps, you got to go easy on yourself because the minute you start becoming aware, and I think I had moments of, again, I've, I got to be grateful to my low self-esteem issues from my upbringing. Uh, and talking about crying earlier, I used to purposely put sad music to cry on purpose in my like young teenage mm. years. And sometimes when I think about that and going back, I feel like I was being such a sensitive human, purposely learning to feel and to hurt because moving forward the more you get older the more it's going to hurt because the more you're going to go through i'm going to have to face in the world i don't know but it's just realizing that uh you don't have to rush you don't have to go crazy and it's not going to easy and you said it beautiful like you don't have to do this alone hence why we both had such a strong passion into the the coaching concept you know that we did and that we still want to into being that support system to someone who chooses to experience that with us and when they do they are giving us a gift of vulnerability that is beyond anything and we feel more honored uh, that, uh, that someone is choosing to experience that with us, but it's with us, with anybody else, like you don't have to do this alone and Mm -hmm. it's not easy. And the trauma of your childhood becomes so ingrained in you, so ingrained. Um, but when something comes up and makes you extremely uncomfortable, I have moments where I came to a realization I was behaving in a way that 
it's not only maybe at times my my extreme environment was not enjoying it, I was no longer enjoying it as well. And I had to ask myself, why am I doing this? Why am I responding like this? What does this mean? And I even had a friend who said to me, we were talking about yesterday, like, mm. you're so good in becoming into the awareness of like those triggers. I'm like, girl, I didn't start this yesterday. I've been working hard on this mm. and I'm still working on it. Like it's not over, right? Because there's layers yeah. and involvement and processes to one theme of one thing, one emotion that you need mm. to heal and you're only ready to heal it when it's time for that one moment and that one layer of that one thing, right? Um, but mm -hmm. that's the beauty of life. And we weren't taught as a childhood. Like you said, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Like crying is the most fulfilling, releasing, healing thing there is out there. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. And I'm so fortunate that I allow myself to for the most part. But there was a shame there. Mm -hmm. I'd refrain watching a movie with my husband and be like, I would hide that I'm crying because it's a sad. He's like, are you crying? I said, I am. We had to have a conversation. I said, this is what I do. I cry at movies, okay? You know, like, mm -hmm. I'm an emotional person. I feel you, girl. We're all full of emotions. <laughs> it's who we are. And in order to blossom, it's allowed for anything that it's in the present moment or it goes back to 20 years ago and something triggers it mm -hmm. to come up. It's like this seed that wants to blossom but doesn't know how, and it wants to be given attention. It wants to be watered. Mm -hmm. It wants to be listened. It wants to be felt. I'm not saying the journey is going to be easy. Transformation is not easy. But it's at, it's like knocking at your door. Are you going to open that light? Are you going to let the sun shine in? Mm -hmm. Can we figure out what's going on? It's, actually, it's probably not even yours. And how can we let that go? And you can blossom into your mm -hmm. most authentic self in that one moment, at that one opportunity, in that one timeline. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Couldn't have said it more beautifully than you did. <laughs> Love it. And um, just to wrap up things, something that came to mind when you were saying, you know, you need to cry. I, I picked myself up sometime apologizing for crying. What? And it's so unconscious. It's so ingrained yes, in me. It's a habit um, now. Yeah, sadly. Uh, but I'm working on it. And, you know, my partner's super supportive. Sometimes I'm just... I, I'll come home and I'll just start crying. There's so much emotion that I need to release. Mm. I don't know where to begin or how to express it. So I'll just cry it out. And he's like, it's okay. Just, just cry it. He understands and he's super supportive. And I love that about him. But most people don't have that support person. Most people don't have that person that will, you know, allow them to do that. And if you can find those people, whether it's a friend or partner or someone, you know, do that with them or you can do it alone, you know, start journaling or doing whatever rocks your boat and helps you to release at least a bit of what you're struggling with. Um, I know for my mom, she likes to talk. Guys, if my mom's listening to this, I swear, I love you, mom. <laughs> but oh my God. And she knows she talks so much. I literally put the phone on and she'll talk three hours by herself. And I'll, all I have to say is, mm-hmm. And I love you, mom. I love you. I listen <laughs> what to what you have to say. Mom, right? Yeah, I talk a lot too, uh, <laughs> but I've I've learned from her to you know bite size what I say. And to listen, uh, but I, I love her conversation. Um, so yeah, in that sense, just find those people that you can trust and talk to and share with or open with, because that openness will will be the start of what you know, will crack whatever needs to be cracked yeah. and the rest will flow. And from that, as you said earlier, there's no finish line. It's a ongoing process. Once life, you open the light, the there's life. no going back. It's, it's who are you becoming every time in that consciousness and the now. So maybe these terms are hot, like 
too heavy right now, but just trust the process and trust that your timeline will happen whenever it needs to happen and that your time will come where you'll need to do the work, where hopefully you'll, you'll jump on it and take action on it, not just hear what we have to say, but really start doing the work for yourself. So keep that in mind. Hopefully this was, you know, you learned something new or that you connected to what we had to share today. But next week's episode, we'll be diving deeper into really emotion, feelings, what they represent, why are they good for you, you know, uh, the energy that they carry, and also all of that essence that you need in order to blossom, as we said, but also to become in your most authentic Mm -hmm. self. So stay tuned for next week's episode, where we'll be talking all about our emotion. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, embraceyourlifepodcast.com to learn more how you can live your most authentic life. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember to embrace your life.